This is the final word. Good evening, I'm Albie Oxenreiter, and welcome to the show that doesn't stop from the football season to hockey, college hoop, and eventually baseball, everything in between. It's the final word, the show that invites you into the conversation. Let's kick it off by introducing you to tonight's three panelists. From 105.9 The X, the afternoon host, Mark Madden. Albie, I watched that game today between Kansas City and Cleveland. Did the Browns get clapped like Chase Claypool said they would? I, I need the definition of clapped. From our partner, DKPittsburghSports.com, it's Dan Kovacevic. Albie, will by the end of this program, the NHL have finally figured out if Colton Sevier scored or not? I mean, could that have been more obvious? <laughs> and from Channel 11 Sports, Jenna Harner. Albie, hockey is back, and it is absolutely wonderful. I think we have, like, what, 156 straight days of hockey? What more could we want? Some of the topics we'll be talking about tonight. We're looking for five words on the AFC Championship matchup. How concerning is the start that Tristan Jari has had in his starts, and how does Caspery uh, 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 Kapanen fit in with the Penguins lineup when he does return? He's set to do that. Three games in, what players surprised you the most from the Penguins, good or bad? But first, the night's big topic, the Steelers move on from Randy Fickner. Matt Canada reported to replace him. How do you see these moves affecting whether Ben Roethlisberger will return, Mark? Albie, on Thursday, which was the day Coach Randy got axed, I said on my very popular radio show, Matt Canada will be the next defensive coordinator. That's a lock. And it's not because Matt Canada is qualified. He's not. He's never been an NFL coordinator. It's not because Matt Canada has all these little gimmicks he runs, these creative things in his offensive game plan. I mean, he does, but Ben Roethlisberger is not going to execute those. The reason Matt Canada got hired is the same reason Randy Feekner got hired. Randy Feekner was Ben's Bobo. Matt Canada will now be Ben's new Bobo. Ben Roethlisberger is and will remain the real offensive coordinator. Matt Canada will do the detail work, but everything is decided by Ben. Dan? You know, I thought there was going to be an opportunity here uh, where the Steelers could look around, you know, have an actual search for a coordinator, which really, if you go back over the Mike Tomlin tenure, he inherited Dick LeBeau and, you know, even Bruce Arians, and then en that ended up getting blown up by Art, too. Uh, this is not a great situation for the Steelers. I thought they had a chance to bring in some new blood, a new viewpoint, maybe some analytical minds. You know, you're allowed to think like that in football <laughs> these days as well. I'm yeah, sorry. I know, but none of, it, none, of it, none of it came close to happening. And I am with Mark on this one 100% that this was done basically to cater to Ben. And Ben still has his foot on this organization. I'll tell you what. That being the case, he'd better perform a whole lot better than he did this past season, especially down the stretch. Jenna, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you guys kind of both said it in that sense. I think this was a move to keep Ben Roethlisberger here for at least one more season. It does, I, I don't want to say entirely get them to a good direction when they continue to move in the future, but I think it does kind of set some things up with the creativity that Canada does have. But we know that Ben isn't really going to utilize that creativity. Ben is going to do what he did, even though, you know, Randy, didn't, Randy said earlier in the season that he didn't entirely do it. Ben is going to make those play calls where he drew up the plays in the dirt like, he said he did. That's what's going to happen. That's what we're going to see next year if he does decide to return. But again, he's going to have to perform a lot better if this offense wants to find success next year. Jenna, the key word is Bobo. It's a useful word. Matt Canada is Ben's new Bobo. A reminder, keep those comments coming. 
You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word, on Facebook at The Final Word. Now it's time for five words. Give us five words on the AFC Championship matchup. First from Twitter, might be the Bills year. From Facebook, going to be a good one. And back to Twitter, will not watch it, period. Now five words with Mark Dayan and Jenna. Five words on the AFC Championship matchup. Mark, you're first. Chiefs win no matter what. Today, Patrick Mahomes got concussed. He missed the latter stages of the game. But Chad Henney did enough to back up after he came in to make me believe the Chiefs can win even if he's at quarterback against the Bills. I think the Bills have a real good team. I think even better days are ahead for Buffalo, but I don't think they're quite ready for prime time. Day in five words. It all depends on Mahomes' health. Mahomes is going to have to, if he's playing, uh, outscore the Bills. We've seen Buffalo play games like that, the 40 to 35 type games throughout the year. Uh, I happen to believe that today Cleveland didn't come close to exploiting the weaknesses in the Kansas City defense. I think Buffalo will. Uh, Kansas City is not going to have an answer for Stephon Diggs, let alone Josh Allen. So I, I think Buffalo could make it to the Super Bowl. And hey, we all know how that ends, right? That was six words, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> all depends on Mahomes' health. Five. Jenna, five words. <laughs> it comes down to Allen. It's really going to depend on what Josh Allen does in this game. We know Patrick Mahomes, and obviously with him leaving with the concussion, there are going to be some questions about how he fares heading into this game. But this is going to be about how Josh Allen can perform. If that offensive line can hold off and give him time to throw the ball like they did this weekend, and he can find Stephon Diggs, he can hit John Brown, he can find Cole Beasley, they're going to have a lot of success. We saw what they were able to do down the stretch to Denver, to Miami. Yes, the Chiefs are not either of those teams by any means when it comes to what they present on defense but the Bills will potentially be able to exploit a lot of what Kansas City does on defense but it's going to come down to Josh Allen and the composure he has we've seen a lot of growth from him this season and it's only going to hopefully continue to build if he can continue to build upon it all right still come how concerning is the start that Tristan Jory has had in net for the Penguins and we go to Twitter for this comment as concerning as the production of Gino three games into the shortened season. Thoughts on that from Mark, Dan, and Jenna as the final word continues. This is the final word. Welcome back. I'm Alvy Oxenutter tonight with Mark Madden, Dan Kovacevic, and Jenna Harner. How concerning is Tristan Jory so far for the Penguins, Jenna? Well, I think it's concerning because of the circumstances of this season. Normally in a normal season, you would have exhibition games. You would have all the time to ramp up. You would have time for your goaltender, your netminder that you think is your guy to be able to find his legs, to be able to figure things out. They don't have that this season. You have two. you have to really, you have to win consistently, especially in this division. If you want to make an impact, a lot of the chances that the Pens gave up against the Flyers were what we heard from Mike Sullivan, what we heard from the guys on the team as those grade A chances. They were things in the crease. They were quick tap-ins. They were probably things that someone should have been there to crash the net and they said that they needed to do that. All of it isn't on Jari, but a decent amount of it is, and so he does need to find his legs. I think it's concerning based on the circumstances this season more than anything. Alright, let's go back to Twitter. Not as concerning as the defensive breakdowns and sloppy play by the forwards. Dan, you're next. Well, and the defenseman. It's not just the forwards. I actually think the defense men have been worse than the forwards in that regard. Out in Philadelphia, Jari gave up nine goals 
in less than four periods. There's no sugarcoating that. You've got to come up with saves at some point in the equation. That said, if you go through Jari's nine goals, I think there's one of them really that I would consider to be questionable, and that was the Ivan Provorov shot, and even that was a pretty nice shot from the left point. Uh, I don't think Jari's in trouble is what I'm trying to say. I agree with the move to go to Casey DeSmith, uh, and I think I'm going back to DeSmith on Tuesday night again if I'm Mike Sullivan, but I didn't see anything in Jari's play where I went, whoa, what's wrong with this kid? He's really messed up. I didn't see anything like that. I think he just needs a chance to get back on the horse. Mark? I think the only reason to be concerned about Jari's play is if you want your goaltender to stop the puck, which he didn't. Nine goals in less than four periods. The numbers don't lie, and they spelled disaster for you at sacrifice. Nothing went right for the guy. I agree with Dejan in that the goals weren't glaringly bad, but he was too deep in the net, his stick wasn't busy, his rebound control was rotten, and the big worry I have, and it's not too big, you never know how a goalie's going to react when he's the number one. And this is the first for Jari at the NHL level. I would go back to DeSmith on Tuesday in the second leg against the Capitals, and then I would go back to Jari. He's got to pick it up, and he's got to do it quick. That's what I like about Sullivan's move, Mark, that he did it right away. He said, look, nobody said you had to stay number one. You can be number one going into the season, but it doesn't mean it's going to hold. All right. Kasperi Kapanen has officially joined the Pens after clearing his COVID quarantine protocol. So, Dan, how does Kapanen fit in with the Penguins lineup when he returns? Oh, that's tough to say because Sid's already missing Jake Gensel for the most part. And I say that with due respect to the wonderful shootout goal that he had. But Jake is behind the play all over the ice, five on five. I'm not 100% sure what that's all about. Uh, it I obviously am. would have something to do with the shoulder from last Christmas because I know what you're going to say, Mark, that he's, he's, you know, he's not too keen on getting hit he's right now. He's gun-shy. He's scared to get hit. Right, but he's also behind the play. He's huffing and puffing, and that's something that I can't explain. Uh, I, I think Sid has to worry first and foremost about that, and the Penguins have to worry about that. Uh, then they do how Kasperi Kapanen is going to fit in. But I'll say it again, Kapanen, Crosby, and Gensel, even if all things are perfect, who's back-checking on that line? Sid. Exactly. You want that? <laughs> yeah, he's really good at it. He's really good at it. Then he'll be the late guy on the play then. That's what the center does. Now, now believe me, he'll do what Mario did in his prime. He'll back-check the slot, he'll forecheck the corner, no problem. Oh, wait, that's what Bob Airy did. All right, back to Twitter. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. No. Jenna, you're next. Well, I definitely think that he needs to be replacing Evan Rodriguez. And again, I don't mean this in a negative way towards Rodriguez, especially what he did today. Finding the back of the net, that did give him a lot of confidence in a guy that didn't have necessarily a ton because of what happened last season and the production that he had and the games that he sit, the, sit, sat, the games that he missed. But there are plays where I see Evan Rodriguez turning the puck over. There's just, it's not consistent. And granted, I don't entirely know if Kapanen is going to do those same things, but what he is going to bring to the table. I think his speed is going to be a big part of it. I think he's going to fit into this line, but also, again, how much has this line really skated together? Today's the first day. All right. Mark? Uh, Kapanen obviously has to go on the line with Sid and, and Gensel. Uh, the top six, surprisingly, is the problem when it comes to the score sheet. The bottom six, especially that Jankowski line, uh, has been consistently producing. But when the Jankowski line is your best line, that's how you lose two games in Philadelphia. So Kapanen needs to play on the Sid line and that line, and especially the Geno line, needs to get going. 
All right. One more on the Penguins tonight. Mark, the floor is yours. Three games. Uh, what player has surprised you the most from the Penguins, good or bad? Uh, that's easy. It's Gino. He's invisible. Zero points in three games. That's simply unacceptable. He had two nailed-on chances today and three <clears throat> on three overtime to end the game, and he just couldn't get the job done. Tanger struggled a bit too, but that's because he's trying to do too much. He'll reel that in as he plays more games. Gino has to not only turn it up, he needs to turn it way up. All right, back to Facebook. Brian says, Tanner's contract looked bad when they signed it, but that's the no, price to get the guy you really want. He's been fantastic. Thought he was really good last year, too. Third line looks strong. All right, Dan. Uh, I'm going to go with Mark Jankowski. Uh, you know, I knew that he was a pretty decent role player uh, in Calgary. Uh, I knew that he was good on the PK, that he's kind of fast for being a, a, a somewhat of a bigger, if lanky, dude. Uh, but he was able to, and he started this right off the bat in Philadelphia, uh, create offense on the rush. Uh, he was able to, to position his body almost like at a Matt Collin level in terms of the way he was penalty killing. Uh, he's been very impressive to me. Uh, honorable mention to Marcus Pedersen, who's just turning into a really terrific defenseman for the Penguins. Yeah, he had a laser beam today. Jenna? Yeah, that shot today was pretty fantastic. But I, instead of going with Jankowski, I'm going to go with Brandon Tanev just because that is the player I think the Pens knew he was going to be and what he's been able to do, how he's produced over the last couple games here has been really fantastic. He is such a fun player to watch. They call him Turbo for a reason. But seeing that third line play and get out there has just been so fun and so energizing and energetic. And they've obviously been creating such a spark. It was interesting to see Sullivan kind of put them out there today at times where it seemed Seemingly, they seemingly needed that spark. They needed that extra jolt of energy, and they're able to do that. I keep, I feel like I've tweeted that they've been buzzing for you know the last couple games here because they've just been so spot on for the last three games. All right. When we come back, we're looking at a lot of stuff, including around the horn on any topic. We'll also have your final word as we continue with the final word. Welcome back. It's time for the final word. Everybody gets a chance. And Jenna Harner, you're first. Well, the pens need points. And I know that that sounds at face value very simple, very generic. But in their next three, they need points in three of their next four. And I'll tell you why. They're, after that fourth game, they will be an eighth of the way through this season. The shortened season, we've heard Mike Sullivan talk about it. We've heard the guys talk about it. Every game means so much more. I keep going back to what we heard from MLB players when we talked with them earlier that, you know, every game feels like a three-game series. That is how important these games are. And they really need to come away with points in Washington against New York and then at least that first game against Boston. We know how tough this division is. It's probably the toughest other than I would say the Canadian division um, to, you know, all these play, all these teams are going to be jostling four points. So you need to come away with points in three of the next four here if you want to stay alive. Mark, final word. Yo, Chase Claypool, <laughs> I hope you're watching. I hope you can tear yourself away from TikTok for a couple seconds. What exactly constitutes being clapped? Did the Browns get clapped today by Kansas City because they fought like rabid dogs they fought back from a big deficit. They almost fought their way to a win over the defending Super Bowl champions and a heavy 10-point favorite. I would think the term clapped might apply more to being done 7-0 after one snap, 
rolling over like cowards and being down 28-0 after the first quarter? I, I don't know. If you can, go on TikTok. Tell me that. What does clapped mean exactly? Day and final word. You know, you hear a lot around the sports world, and particularly Major League Baseball, about how players need to or want to go to big markets so that they can get all kinds of money and attention. And then there's the Green Bay Packers, who basically play in a town the size of Monroeville and have had international superstars in Brett Favre and now Aaron Rodgers. And to my mind, pending the health of Patrick Mahomes, are the favorite to win the Super Bowl again this year. Beauty of a salary cap system. Everything's nice and fair, doesn't matter the size of the city. And if you're great, like Favre, like Rogers, the cameras and microphones will find you and so will the money. All right, thanks everybody. Our final word now from social media. Diane says, will fans return? That's a great question. Cold temperatures, dark winter days, end of the Steelers season. So I'm here to offer some optimism. Three weeks from today is the Super Bowl. Two months from today is St. Patty's Day. Baseball, the Masters, Stanley Cup playoffs, and I didn't even I didn't mention minicamp. Now this is all according to schedule. Let's hope it's on schedule with what we're dealing with now. But uh, keep score at home. There's lots to look forward to coming up. I'm Albie Oxenrider. That's the final word for tonight. For Mark, Dan, and Jenna. Thanks for staying up late. We'll see you next time.